This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable, and powerful with better data and insights. Those three illustrative P's there, productive, profitable, and powerful. What a great, clear value proposition. So, as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable, and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T, dot com and start a free trial or book a demo love that dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients and businesses so your accountants get over to dex.com thank you and we come to our new section of the accounting influencer podcast when we invite martin Vincent to cast his eye over what's happening in the accounting fintech world and martin when we talk about accounting and accounting firms you're often talking about how wide and diverse this is from the big four down. But there are some big giants out there, aren't there? Well, absolutely. I mean, Rob, did you ever hear the one about the $1.4 billion firm that wasn't in the big four? Wow, I can't imagine. No great punchline for that, except to say that we often sit on this show, whether it's in the news item or, or another section of the show, and warn practitioners who are listening of big tech resources, their ability to influence how their the accounting firm's clients think, the ability to take that business away, the ability to make sure that the accountant is under pressure from a price point of view. The ability to change the rules of the game, Martin. Yeah, that's right. They, they, they change that. And what we don't do is we don't warn the practitioners of the same threat from other practices. But here's the news. I saw a headline which hardly grabbed me, but it was in accounting today, and it said BKD adds bankers assurance. And I thought, well, that'll be interesting. Sarcasm there, listeners, by the way, I didn't mean that. And then I got to read it, and it actually is fascinating because of its impact. So check this out. It's by Michael Cohen, the article, and it reads as as follows. BKD, CPAs and advisors, we love our acronym, don't we? Which is a top 20 firm based in Springfield, Missouri, is merging in Bankers Assurance LLC, a regulatory compliance firm in Little Rock, Arkansas. You riveted so far? Yeah, I thought so. But watch out for this, okay? This is happening as BKD prepares for its mega merger, remember that word, we're coming back to it, with another top 20 firm, Dixon Hughes Goodman. Okay, now then it talks about Bankers Assurance and, and doesn't matter. But here's the bit. When its merger with DHG is finalized in the second quarter of the year, so as you're listening to this in about a month's time, BKD and DHG is forecasting the combined revenue of their new firm as a result of their mega merger to be $1.4 billion per year. Now, Mrs. and Mr. Practitioner, think about that. A non-tech firm, a non a private equity-backed tech firm, a non-big four, a previously top 20 firm has merged with another top 20 firm to create a $1. billion firm. Now think about the clients they service. That's not all blue chip mega companies. 
A lot of that is going to be the higher end, the grade A's and B's that you look after. A lot of that is going to be compliance with frills, a little bit of advisory, strategic planning, forecasting, cash flows, management information, that sort of thing. That's what that's going to be, $1.4 billion of it. Now, of course, there will be corporate finance in there and goodness knows what else. But the point being is that here's a firm now that has the kind of power that you've been warned about with regard to big tech and top four. So should you be worried? Well, no. But it's again, as always, it's the pattern I want you to look at. Is this the first of such a thing called a mega merger? Does this start a domino effect of other mega mergers? Now that other top 20, top 30 firms realize, oh, they just jumped the queue. We're going to have to speed up. Who can we merge with? And what's the impact of that? Well, there are two impacts of that, one bad, one good. Impact number one is that all these mega mergers lead to a hell of a lot of resource to educate your clients instead of you doing it for them and let and, and approach your clients rather than you doing it. That's the bad thing. The good thing is that as within any merger or MA scenario, some clients don't like their new home and they want to leave home and they want to join a new home that looks a lot like their old home, which is a lot cuddlier and warmer, and that's you. So the question becomes, are you ready to have your clients swayed away from you? Question number one, rhetorical. Question number two, also rhetorical. Are you ready to welcome or proactively attract the clients who don't fit into these new corporate cultures and corporate ways and want to go back to the sort of relationship they had previously? Because if you're not ready for number one, then you're going to experience client loss that you weren't forecasting. And if you're not ready for scenario two to attract the ones that aren't happy in these kinds of mega mergers, they're going to your competition. So either way, your practice needs to be on the ball, educating via marketing on exactly what you do for your clients, how you hold their hands, how you cuddle them, how you take them to where they need to be. Because this, I suspect, Rob, isn't the first. No, and what struck me about this, Martin, is you think that some firms are too big to merge, but nobody is off limits outside the top four now. And I'm sure the top four are absorbing a lot of the smaller firms because they just run like a network or association, really. But these firms are massive. And yes, the big American firms, probably bigger than anything else outside the top four in the UK, for sure. Nobody's too big to merge. If they can get the lawyers around the table and broker deal where they think that this is acceptable and we can bring these two disparate cultures together on all these different offices together and keep all the clients happy and all the staff happy. If they think that is possible, then just about anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, this has been specifically for you, uh, US listeners, although the message is for both, uh, you know, for, for any listener, but let's bring it to the UK market. What if we had Grant Thornton and BDO and more global all merged together. As unlikely as that is, think of the size of firm that would create. That would be the number five immediately, straight away. Uh, and that would create a mega, mega firm. And that would have an impact on those of our listeners who have, I don't know, five grand fees upwards, really, anywhere from there. That's who that impacts. Final thought, Martin, on this. Do you think the people in the big four will be looking over the shoulder at this? Mm, not yet. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. What I do think needs to be the case, we, we, you know, our audience is far and wide, Rob, but nevertheless, ultimately, we're talking to the independent practitioner. That's who we're talking to. And every week, it seems, we have a news item that suggests a further encroachment on their turf and on their territory and on their traditional heartland of, of uh, fees and client work. And so we are imploring those listeners in this news item to be aware of these things. 
and to make sure that you are as close as you possibly can be to your clients, that you are indispensable to them, because that's the best way of A, insuring, B, getting referrals from, and C, cross-selling to those clients going forward. And there you have the news from the Accounting Influencers Podcast, keeping you informed, keeping you relevant, and keeping you influential. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.